DC chillin', PG chillin', my name Wale and I came to get it, came to get it, came to get it, my name Wale, shit. Season finale, season three finale, all things sports podcast, what up? My name is Matthew Gordon, I'm here alongside Ryan Balo, Brandon Freeman, and Jack Ferrone. Selection Sunday, it's the day we've been waiting for, for quite a long time. The best time in sports is approaching, and I have a lot to say about this bracket. I know the rest of you do also a lot of question marks, and especially for our Maryland Terrapins. I don't think Balo and I are too happy about what happened with them, but let's get straight into this. Let's talk all things March, and let's go. So before we get into the bracket, I want to talk about the first four outs, Oklahoma State, Rutgers, UNC, and Clemson. I'm curious on what you guys think. I know North Carolina was a, you know, Jack loved North Carolina, thought if they got in, they could have made a run. Ferone, how do we feel about them being one of the first four out? I mean, even putting them in the first four out is pretty generous. They had no right to be in that tournament. Um if they had made it, it would have been a very tough matchup for anyone lined up against them because you know when when all things are – when they're hitting on all cylinders, they're a dangerous team. But, I mean, they just – every chance they had to punch their ticket to the dance, they just completely choked. And, I mean, they have no one to blame but themselves for that. I mean, I wouldn't say they had no business. Like, they're definitely – like. There's a reason they were the first four out. If they had beaten Virginia, they're in. So it literally just came down to that game. Um, the biggest team that really surprised me wasn't in the field was Rutgers. I mean, that just – that baffled me. Yeah, I don't they know. Went on, they went on the road and beat Purdue, and they also beat Michigan in the Big Ten. Everyone thought they were pretty much a lock after that win. And then they almost – they hung right in there with Purdue till the very end and almost beat them in that game. I think it was the quarterfinals. Um, that's just a shame. I, I, teams like Pitt and Mississippi State, I'm not sure team those those teams should have gotten in over a team like Rutgers, but obviously interested to see what you all think. I totally um, agree with you. Brandon, you got I'm, it. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I mean, I, I like I understand it, but I think you know Ken Palm had Rutgers and. Um, you just had Rutgers and UNC higher and Oklahoma State higher than some of these other teams like Nevada. I, you can make the arguments that, you know, Big Ten and Big 12 are obviously harder than like all these like mid, not mid majors, but like lower end power five and even the Pac-12. So it's it's a bit confusing, but what are you going to do? Another thing that I found crazy was Clemson obviously was a first four team out and NC State, I believe, is a 10 seed, right? 11. NC State's 11. 10 or 11. Or 11. Yes. 11 so, NC State's in the field. Clemson finished better than them in the ACC and beat NC State by 25 twice in the last month. So that was a bit surprising to me. If you're going to put NC State in, I-, I thought Clemson had the better resume. But, yeah, Clemson and NC State are the two. I was shocked to see not in. It's Sorry. also interesting with NC State because they're one and six against quad one teams. They just didn't lose any quad three or four games. And I think the committee just took that and the fact that their record is good, but 
at the end of the day, they didn't play. I guess they didn't play enough good teams. I, I don't know. The, when they played bad teams, they won. If you look at Clemson, like they were four and four against squad one. So like, I kind of agree with you there. But I guess when you go to the net rankings, you put NC State high up there since they were just dominant in those quad three and four games. I I just thought that like if two teams are right on the cusp of each other, resume wise, wouldn't head to head be a pretty good factor in determining who gets that last spot? And it's one thing if they had played once and, like, there's a fluke win, but both times it was 25 points or more. I mean, that's the only thing I had a problem with. Yeah, and I just also want to talk about the last four in. I got a lot to say about Nevada, but uh, Mississippi State, Pitt, Arizona State, and Nevada were the last four in. Nevada's last three games are all losses to Wyoming, UNLV, and San Jose State. Um Rucker should have made it over them. I'll just leave it at that. But I'll have you guys tag in there. I mean, the Rutgers thing, uh, it, it baffles me. I mean, like Brandon said, they're 35 in Ken Palm. They're 40 in the net. I mean, they have signature wins. They're four, like four and seven, quad one, not great. But they're quad two, six and three. I'm looking at quad four, seven and oh. Those quad three games that they lost, they're two and four in quad three games. And I think that was a big reason the committee left them out. And they were one of those teams at the end of the year that was t- sort of trending down and had that big win against Michigan to kind of jumpstart them. But that was it, – it doesn't make a lot of sense to me that Rutgers didn't make the field, if I'm being honest. Not at all. Not at all. But whatever. We're none of us here like Rutgers anyway, so it doesn't matter to us. Let's go to the actual bracket. Um, all right, I hate this, but – we got Bam as the one seed here. I could go on and on. Arizona's a two seed. What do we like in the East region? I think this is definitely a clear path for Bama. I think their only threat is probably Arizona. I don't even see a sleeper in here. I don't think Creighton can do it. I don't think maybe UVA, but this seems like Bama's going to have a pretty easy path considering the first two games are in Birmingham. So what do you all think? There's definitely some teams in this region that I think pose a threat to Bama. I think a lot of people are overlooking number three, Baylor. Um, that team, when they get hot, I mean, they they shoot the lights out. If that team can get down and defend, that's like the one knock on Baylor I have this year is they just play in a lot of high-scoring basketball games. And if Bama, if Bama-Baylor were to happen in the Elite Eight game, that would be one hell of a basketball game because we'll just be seeing threes left and right. Yeah, no, I mean, I still think Bama comes out of that bra- that side of the bracket, but Baylor, Creighton, Arizona are three teams that could 100% give them a run for their money. Um, but even I-, I love that West Virginia team, and I think they're playing great basketball right now. I think they get by Maryland, and that's going to be a very tricky second-round matchup for Bama. I know people expect them to cruise to the Elite Eight, but they're lucky that game's in Alabama, and they're going to have a home court advantage because West Virginia is a scary team. I totally agree, and I'm shitting myself as a Maryland fan. So, (laughs) um, yeah. I will say, though, like Maryland, if Maryland can get by West Virginia – they play kind of like a slower-paced, tempo game, and if they can kind of keep Bama like 
at, at a slower pace, slow right. down in that run and gun offense. You never know. Like I'm telling you, like Brandon Miller is dropping sixty on us. Like, really I think I, Bama's my pick to go to the championship game. I think I think it's going to be them versus Houston in that championship game. Um, but at the end of the day, I don't think this is a straightforward path for Bama. Like this is this is a really tough region. I'm all for a Bama Maryland rematch, but you, you and I don't know. Enough about Bama Maryland. They're so dominant. They're the top overall seed for a reason. I don't see anyone beat them. I'm, I'm with you. I will, I will say this. I think that South region, or yeah, this is South region, is definitely the most top heavy of them all. I personally don't see too many upsets that I would pick. Not that I'm an expert or anything, but I I just think that of all the regions, you know, these first four seeds are I don't say clear cut, but they're definitely going to, I think, personally, have the strongest case to make it out. Yeah, my bad. I said this was the East region. This is the uh, South region. Um, all right, any any upset watches? Um, I know Baylor loves Baylor, but I got some people like in UCSB. What about NC State winning? Berman? I like the 12th seed in this region, Charleston. Charleston. Well, I know Ferone likes them, so. Charleston's getting waxed that first round game by San Diego State. Um, but one one upset in that region I really like. I like Furman to beat Virginia. And Virginia is actually a team that I could even see maybe even giving Bama a run. Cause like Baylor said, like Virginia plays at slow down pace. They're gonna defend well. If they're hitting shots, they're scary. But um at the end of the day, they could be beaten on any given day if some someone's making shots. And Furman has a lot of experienced guys for their five stars or seniors. If they if they are making shots from outside, Virginia's gonna be in trouble because they have no offense. One of my favorite games in this region is Missouri versus Utah State. And I really like Utah State to win that game. Um, if any of you guys watch the San Diego State, Utah State championship in the mountain mountain west that was a hell of a game and utah state's a team play very good offense play solid defense i think they're actually top 50 in ken palm in both of those metrics um pulling it up right here they're actually ranked 18th in ken palm um that's a sneaky 10 seed and if they get through that game that's another tough game for arizona coming that round of 32 call me crazy they're a team that could definitely find their way into the Sweet 16. I agree. They're actually favored in that game against Missouri. So are they? Yeah, they're minus two. So totally agree. I think they they have a guy, um, Ashworth, I think, who's actually he's shooting, I think, like 45% from three, averages seven yeah. in the game. He's gonna be he's gonna be a problem. So I like that pick a lot. Um, all right, before we move on to the next region, last minute upsets or any hot takes. In the first region, I got a hot take. Maryland's beating Bama. All right, next region, East. We got Purdue in here as the one seed. We got Marquette as the two seed. I'm probably going to pick them to come out of that region. Kansas State as the three seed. I think that this region is definitely more balanced than the South. I think we can all agree there. I think a team like Duke can make a run. Tennessee looked down at the beginning of the season. They're still a team to look out for, in my opinion. What do we like? What do we see here? What, 
what baffles me about this region is somehow all these blue bloods ended up on the same side. You got Duke as a five, you got Kentucky as a six, and then you got Michigan State as a I seven. Know. Yeah, I think that's just interesting how the committee kind of put that together. Um, and a lot of those teams are getting hot at the right time. Like those, like like you were just saying, Matthew, to have this this side of the bracket. I feel like one through eight, there's really not a significant favorite to come out of the final four. I mean, it's just, it's going to be exciting. We saw how dominant Memphis, I mean, Houston was without Sasser, but we saw how dominant Memphis was today. They're they're an eight seed. They couldn't beat Purdue. I mean, we all know that, as you know, Purdue's a one seed, but realistically, they're probably as good as a four or five seed. And they've had a lot of close games this year and they've not looked very good. So totally agree. One through eight. I say any team can make it to the final four. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I might, I might sound stupid here, but my pick to come out of this this region is still going to be Purdue. Um, the toughest matchup I see Purdue having in this region was if if they were to come up against Duke or Tennessee, which it seems like they'll have to. Um, they have the bigs on both of those teams to defend against Edie. So that's really their biggest hurdle. I'm not so concerned about Marquette. I think Purdue plays tough enough defense to slow down that offense. Um, but my one dark horse in this region is Michigan State. I really think that's a team out of the Big Ten that could make make it like an Elite Eight, Final Four type run. Call me crazy, but watch out for the Spartans. Izzo, Izzo lives for the march. I, I think that's crazy. Uh, I don't know. I'm also thinking when is Duke going to make a run again? Could this year be the year? Can, I don't know. What do we think, Freeman, Jack? It's tough. I think I think if Purdue can make it past the Sweet 16, I, I don't think they should have any problems with Marquette. I love Marquette, but they, they don't really have any dominant bigs. Yeah, like you said, that can stop Edie. I do think Tennessee or Duke would have the best shot at beating Purdue. And I, it's the same story as every year for me. I, I don't love the Big Ten. I feel like they're just – a bunch of better than average teams, but when they play these like physical SEC teams, like I feel I just not a good matchup for them. Yeah, I mean that's what that's why I said Tennessee. I mean, they're lacking Ziegler or Ziegler. I'm not sure how you say his last name. Um I mean, he's their best scorer, so that's that's a huge loss for Tennessee. And then Duke's got live or lively, and they also have Flipowski, so they have they have the size to match up with Edie. Um, at the end of the day, though, this man Edie's dropping 25 and 15 every single game. Yeah. I still think that's a team that's probably going to find their way into the Final Four. Wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, I mean, one thing to point out is that Duke-Oral Roberts game is going to be a show. I think Oral Roberts is the best mid-major team in this tournament, and Duke is probably the hottest team in the country right now. Um, anyone, This is the hardest section to kind of predict but i could totally see this being the um section of the bracket where we see like a six through eight seed make the final four there's always that one side and i feel like i just have this weird feeling that i could see kentucky making a run here i don't think providence is any good they can't defend kansas state is awful on the road and in neutral environments and marquette has just won their conference, but I mean, they should have lost to St. John's when those shots are not falling. They just seem like a team that could easily get bounced early and same with Purdue. So I think that whole section's wide open, but 
call me crazy, but that's my hot take. I think Kentucky can come out of that. I don't think that's like, crazy, and I fully agree with you on the Marquette. Thing. Um, Matthew and I went to the actually the Big East championship game last night. They were shooting, I think, up until like two minutes left in the first half. They were shooting fifty percent from three, they were. which is absurd. Yeah. So I mean. If they can stay hot, they can beat anyone. But like you said, Jack, I think if anyone can just get them to, you know, 30% from three, then they don't have much of a chance. Cole looks a beast, though. I don't know. He's like a March player, though. He is unbelievable. Interesting yeah. to see. What, what do you guys think of Kansas State? Because I feel like that's a team, like, that kind of just kind of lost track and no one really talks about anymore. I'm with you on that. Well, they were dominant and they were on a roll. So it's tough to – say because they've been so terrible as of lately losing the West Virginia and then I think they lost like TC in the tournament but I know that was a team that Jack thing, really liked. Kansas State I love their backcourt I love their experience I think Keontae also early on, I thought early on they had they had the guys in place to do it but I look at their record and I've like just kind of like dissected their season not only are they pretty cold right now but they're sixteen and one at home, and then seven and eight anywhere outside of home. So I mean, in in these games, these neutral site games on the big stage, like that is not a stat you want to have on your under your belt. And I mean, they they have the path to do it. I just I just don't I don't I don't feel it out of them right now. Yeah, I mean, I'm just gonna go back to I'm talking about this again, but. The more I'm thinking about this bracket, if we're seeing Tennessee versus Purdue in that Sweet 16, I think the winner of that game is is going to the Final Four. Tennessee probably beats Purdue there, to be honest, in my opinion. The problem with Tennessee is their offense, right? Without without Zeke or Zeigler, however you say his last name, he, he's their he's their leading scorer. Um, we're gonna have to have some Santiago Vescovi magic. <laughs> feel like he's been on Tennessee for like six, seven years now. <laughs> yeah, he's going on a seventh season. But, yeah, I don't know. But you have a good point about Purdue. Like, Edie is unguardable. He is a 7-4 phenom. Like, he is a guy that you can just get a bucket with him. He, he's going to draw double teams. Like, he's going to be a problem in March. So, uh, Purdue is the number one seed for a reason, I guess. Who knows? Um, okay, let's move on to the next region. I love this region. I think this is a very interesting one. Houston has the one seed. Uh, we got Texas as a two seed, which I love. Xavier's a three seed, Indiana at four, Miami at five, and so on. I love the U. I'm just gonna put that out there. I love Miami and you know, all the selection Sunday hosts were raving about them. Like they are built. For a run, I think, you know, that game against Indiana, if both those teams win, it's going to be a close game, but I love them. They're built for March. Uh, was it last year they made their run, or was it two years ago when they were like a – Last year. But they're, they I think they were an 11 seed. They're, they're built for March, and they are really – talk about hot teams. They are hot besides that heartbreaker to Florida State. So – I'm loving the U. That's my initial love list. Yeah, I mean, are we are we talking dark horses or just two? We're or talking anything, teams you like. like. I personally like them along with, you know, obviously Indiana. We've been raving about them. Texas is looking really dominant. 
Um, what do you think about like dominant teams? Obviously, Houston as good as they are. Yeah, I mean, I think if anything, today was a good reminder for you like this was honestly a good loss for Houston I think this is going to put an extra chip on their shoulder I really do not see a world where they're not in the final four as crazy as that sounds um top to bottom that team is just so loaded um at the end of the day they beat Memphis twice that was the third time playing no sasser I don't really fault them losing that game today they didn't they didn't show up uh, Memphis played a great game but the other day, I don't see many issues for Houston in this region. Um, that elite lead eight game with Texas, if that happens, that's going to be a lot of fun because that's going to be a great game. Both those teams play amazing defense, solid offense. I mean that 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 will be probably the game to watch if we can get it. Yeah, I mean we were saying this from before the season with our guest Seth Davis. Uh, Houston's just been a front runner from the beginning of the season. I mean they're one of those older teams and. You know, with the COVID rules and all these red shirts, it's now more than ever when you have all these guys who can take sixth years and I think there's even like seventh years or something. It's crazy. But these older teams get it done. They have the experience. They were here last year. And I think that their half of their region is a bit weaker compared to some other sides. So, I yeah, it should come down to them in Texas. I will say, though, I think this was a tough draw for Texas getting the side of Houston. Um, winning the Big 12 championship, I thought they were going to be the number five overall ranked team, which would have put them in the Purdue side. Um, but I guess they gave the edge to Marquette because they won the Big East. I just think Texas got a little screwed in that situation. And then to have to play in the round of 32, Texas A&M or Penn State, I mean, those are two really hot teams right now. I just think Texas got a little screwed in this region. Yeah, I'm a I'm – with you on that, I'm a bit confused on some of the rankings because you have you and Texas like dismantling Kansas, although they didn't have Bill Self, so I wonder if that played a role into it. And then UCLA, they also lost to uh, Arizona. Granted, it was only by two, but you know they're still a two seed. Arizona is also a two seed now. And then you could have made that argument Texas could have slid up there, like you said they should have could have been five, probably should have been five, but so what are we? What do we think about Penn State? I know we talked about Penn State, and we got Ishan coming on later, so that'll be fun to talk to him. They made quite the Cinderella run the Big Ten tournament. Um, Pickett is unguardable, but do we think they're a team for March? Do we think that they could potentially make a run? They got to get through Texas. 100%. Anytime a team shoots the three like that, I mean, if they get hot, it is very tough to stop. Um, I actually like Texas A&M a lot, too. I think regardless, Texas is going to have their hands full in the second round. But that's why, I actually, this is kind of my bold section of the bracket. I like Xavier to come out of here. You guys know I love this team. I love their scoring, even though they shit the bed in the Big East tournament. They look but awful. They look so bad. They but... looked awful. But this team, this team is experienced. They can shoot the ball. I think Texas gets bounced by the winner of that Penn State A&M game. And also in this section, I have my favorite upset pick. I hate the Indiana Hoosiers. And I'm telling you, this Kent State team, they're scary. I, I watched them play against Akron in their conference tournament. Indiana is a one and done this year. They are wow. bounced first round. That is going to be a tough, tough out for anyone playing Kent State. Yeah, I mean, Indiana is only a four and a half point favorite so maybe you're on are they really yeah only four and a half wow 
The Golden they Flashes are good. I, I, I was actually – that was my sleeper team as well in this region. They defend like no other, and Akron was like a very high-paced team, scored a lot at will, and they just came to play in that game. And I, I'm with you. I think if they can contain Trace Jackson Davis, that's going to be a fun one to watch. Um, the other team in this region that I think is also kind of just getting overlooked is Iowa State. I mean, they're another team that's very, very athletic. And can, when they get hot offensively, that's a team that scares me and could definitely find their way into the Sweet 16 Elite Eight. Oh, boy. He said it. I'm high. coming for Ginger. Yeah. But I think <laughs> what's scary is I actually agree with Ginger a lot on that Miami take. That team is very fun to watch. They have unlimited athleticism. Isaiah Wong is a nominee for player of the year. But Drake has the oldest starting lineup in college basketball their starting lineup is older than four nba teams um and and they can score the fuck out of the basketball too i could see miami losing first round but i could also see them winning the national championship so that 512 game is going to be very stressful for the miami betters the thing is the miami's (laughs) got four scores like they got four guys averaging at least 13 a game like you were saying they're extremely athletic but I, I believe the spread for that game is only like three and a half. Yeah. So not a lock by any means, but I do love the Canes. Uh, this is a this is a tough region. Like the more I'm looking at it, this is a really, really tough region. Tough. I, it's I, not really because Houston's so dominant. Yeah, I think I think Houston's a step ahead of pretty much everyone in the region. Texas, I think, will be a tough game for them. Um I think one of the other teams, I'm the, I'm, the more I'm thinking about it, I think a lot of people are going to be all over Penn State after what they've done in this tournament and kind of just yeah. like they almost just beat Purdue, right? They had that crazy comeback. A lot of people are all about Jalen Pickett. At the end of the day, I think Texas A&M really defends extremely well, and they're actually, I think, a top five in free throw percentage, and that goes a long way in the tournament. I'm going to take the Aggies in that game, and I can't wait to see A&M versus Texas after that. All right. Solid pick. All right, so the last region is the West. Kansas getting Bill Self back. They're the number one seed. UCLA, my personal favorite team in March Madness, number two seed. Gonzaga at the three. We know how rocky that season's been for them. UConn for St. Mary's five, TCU six. I think this is another interesting region. I'm curious to see what you guys think, but I think there are a lot of good teams in here. Like, I don't, I don't know. Like, what if Gonzaga? What if Drew Timmy is still him? Like, what if you see? Like, what if? What if? What if? So, this isn't a top heavy region, in my opinion. Uh, it's it's a confusing region. I think UCLA is kind of in trouble. Uh, they just they lost Jalen Clark for the season. Just lose to Arizona. That was an awesome game to watch for the Pac-12. They should have won that game. That Amari Bailey poster got called as an offensive foul. They ended up losing by two. That was ridiculous, but they should have won. That um, game. UConn sputtered a bit at the end of the season, but they were also they started off the season like fourteen and zero, so they could easily win. And then you have Drew Timmy, Mark Few. This is a very good region, also. I mean, and then you had St. Mary's, who also won a portion of the regular season title in the same conference as Gonzaga. So uh, there's a lot of parity here. I like it. I think 
Kansas probably has the easiest path. I don't really think Arkansas or Illinois will give them much trouble, if any at all. Uh, same with St. Mary's and VCU. But UConn, I think that if they are able to make it out past a very tough Iona team, then they could give them some trouble. But I still think Kansas has a pretty easy path to the Elite Eight. Yeah, UConn is a big favorite in that game, though. They are, I believe, a 10-point favorite, 9.5 favorite, my bad. So I just want to put that out there, but I do agree. What's interesting, I was just – this is kind of off topic, but I was just watching the ESPN, like, you know, they all make their picks in the Elite Eight Final Four. I think six out of the seven analysts all had UConn coming out of this region as a four seed. Um, I just – I thought that was interesting. They have great metrics. They're a top five Ken Palm team. Um, this is another really tough region. Um, if I'm going to take a final four team, I'm going with Gonzaga. I think this is honestly the perfect situation for Gonzaga. They have not a lot of expectations. Um, they're not coming in as like the top one seed. Everyone thinks that they can go the whole way. This is kind of a way that they can fly under the radar. They still got experience with Drew Timmy. They've got shooters. I like I like Mark View to finally get it done in the Final Four and make a run at a potential national championship. Yeah, this is one of those um, sides of the bracket where I actually see four potential national champions. I think UConn is a team, like all those analysts agree with, that could make a run all the way to the title. Kansas, in my opinion, is still the best team in the country. But I think whoever wins that UCLA-Gonzaga matchup in the Sweet 16 – comes out of this bracket. Um, I love how UCLA lost that Pac-12 in tragic fashion because I just think, like Baylor noted about Houston, I think teams that lose in their championship just have an extra chip on their shoulder. Um, and it's very rare that a team wins their conference and then goes on to win the national title as well. Um, I, I just – I looked through here and I don't really see many first-round upsets. I like Boise State, but that's not really – anything crazy in the 7-10 matchup. But the only matchup, the only upset I really like first round here is I think VCU gets it done against St. Mary's. Um, A big part of that is because I like the five seeds in almost every other matchup. So I think it's got to happen. But I I really think St. Mary's is overrated. It's pretty brutal watching them play basketball. I think they're basically a Wisconsin with an easy schedule. Well, Wisconsin like almost made the tournament, so it's not. But I, with going off Jack's logic, kind of that March logic, you know, picking that twelve over five seed, I I feel like you kind of have to rule out Kansas in a way, just because it like you don't win back to back years. It's just not a thing. I don't want to say it's impossible, but it just doesn't happen. But hasn't you know, happened, I don't think, since Florida with Billy yeah. Donovan. So I just based on that those kind of rules of March, like. You kind of have to rule them out, as stupid as that sounds, and as good as they are. Yeah, I agree. Yup, and I just wanted to also point out, St. Mary's is only a four-point favorite against VCU. UConn is obviously a nine-and-a-half favorite. So we went through all the regions. Let's just do a uh, a rough draft of our final four and national champion. Whoever wants to go first. That's- Why don't you lead things off, bro? Let's hear it. All right. Yeah, I mean, at first glance, I'm going to have Bama coming out of the South. 
I'm going to have Marquette coming out of the East. I'm going to have the Hurricanes coming out of the Midwest. And uh, the West is tough. I'm going to say I'm going to go with UCLA. So two two seeds, a one seed, and a five seed. I think UCLA beats the Canes. I think Bama beats Marquette, and then I'm going to have Bama as my winner. As crazy as that sounds. All right, I'll take a stab at it next. Um, I'm going to go Bama in that Elite Eight game, and I think they're going to play against Baylor, or the winner of the Baylor-Creighton game, if that happens. I think they'll play the winner of that game, and I'm going to go Bama in the Final Four. In the Midwest, I like Houston. Um, Hopefully we get to see that Houston-Texas game in that Elite Eight. I think that'll be great basketball at the end of the day. If Sasser's healthy and those boys get it, get together, I think they're going to have no problem getting the Final Four. Um, in the East, I said I like Purdue. I like the winner of that Purdue-Tennessee game. If Whether it's Tennessee or Duke, whoever plays Purdue in that Sweet 16, I think that'll be the winner of this region. But I'm going to go with Purdue. I think Zach Eady is too much. Um, in the West, I'm going to stick with it. I like Gonzaga. I really like Drew, Drew Timmy kind of getting back to that that Final Four, potentially making a championship run. Um, I have them playing. Honestly, I, I, I kind of glanced over this, but I like St. Mary's a lot. And I think they're a team that if they get to that Sweet 16 versus Kansas, we could see a St. Mary's-Gonzaga Elite Eight game, which would be a lot of fun. But I'm going to go Gonzaga in the Final Four. Um, so that means Gonzaga would be playing Houston. I think the Cougars get it done in that one. And then we have Bama Purdue. I'm going to roll with Brandon Miller in the tide. And then we've got Bama Houston in that championship game. And I'm going to roll with the Cougars like I have all year. I'm kind of going to follow up on that. I'm, I got, I think everyone kind of has Bama going there. So I got Bama from the South. And I'm actually going to take Duke from the East. They're going to be my one lower seed. That's going to make it Midwest Houston. Cool. And I actually really like your and Jack's logic with Gonzaga low expectations so I think that they'll make it there so I'm also gonna I think I'm gonna take I'm gonna ride with Gonzaga and I do think Bama will get it done and I think Bama will win the whole thing now obviously there's gonna be so much tinkering so I doubt that's how my bracket actually looks within the next 12 hours but (laughs) we'll see yep close us out for um so I like to pick a good amount of underdogs in my final four, just so I'm always having a chance until they're all done. But in the starting with the South region, I think Baylor gets out. I think um, Bama is going to be a tough out in the elite eight, but Baylor's got the experience with Flagler and they, they got a bunch of guys who can score the ball. Um, The East I'll probably tinker with for a while. That's a tough one right now. I don't really like, anyone as a final four team but I, I'm gonna go with Marquette um, to come out of there um, then like I said in the west region it comes down to Gonzaga versus UCLA in my opinion and I'm gonna go with UCLA I just think they have a little more firepower um, and then for my team that I will die on a hill for 
Xavier is coming out of the Midwest, and Xavier is making a run. But ultimately, I think the national championship will be Baylor versus Xavier with Xavier cutting down the nets. Sean Miller getting it done. I love Sean Miller. I love that roster. They just had that heartbreaking loss. No one's talking about him. I haven't heard anyone mention Xavier. They're going to sneak into that national championship. And my Venmo Venmo is going to be open from our bracket pool. Uh, I think it's it's really interesting with with what you're saying because they're a team that I'm not really keeping on my radar. You have to remember, it's a Sean Miller team. They play up-tempo basketball. They they could definitely make a lot of noise in March. I I, I really like that take. Getting some love thrown. Good stuff. Thank you, man. Uh, all right, we will circle back this week. Maybe sneak in a season four premiere before the madness begins. But let's get it. Thank you all for tuning in. ATS is going to keep doing its thing, baby. Let's ride. <laughs>